You're listening to CRBRadio.com. The words and opinions you are about to hear are of the hosts and do not reflect the management, sponsors, or affiliates of K-Radio Broadcasting. Welcome in. Is this mic on? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. Oh. As I cough into my mic. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I, 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 I turned it down a little bit on yours. <laughs> Maybe it was a hoodie, but. All right. So welcome in. Mitten Sports Talk right here on Sports Radio Detroit. Brought to you by Advanced Auto Center Redford, as always. And, uh, yeah. I got a larger squad than, than usual. Eric Lehman is uh, making, making an appearance, which is always great. And then intern Austin is joining us as well. So welcome. Thank you, thank you. As uh, <clears throat> hell is officially frozen over. Yes. Yeah. It's super yes. cold outside, and it's only going to get colder as the week uh, week progresses here. And I, I stopped at the ATM this morning, which is usually a, a bad bad thing to do because it's usually a little busy. And I figured with the cold, it wouldn't be as busy. Maybe it would be one person. There was. There was uh, a lady inside, and uh, I walked up, and I'm you know the respectful thing. I waited outside, and I noticed. I noticed she was done because uh, at the the credit union I go to, they renovated their ATM not too long ago, and now they have this like fucking gigantic screen that's brightly lit, and you can clearly see from outside what's going on. And I could see that like the screen had reset, and she was done, and she was doing something like fiddling <coughs> with her purse or whatever. And then she kind of like turned around, like, "Oh, oh my god, somebody's outside!" And you know, she comes out, and she's like. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in La La Land, and I'm just saying, like, well, I was in the fucking real world outside where it's zero degrees. So get the fuck out of the ATM so I can get in there. <laughs> like, it's cold. But it's in, I mean, as, as you guys well know, it's well documented. I'm, I'm not a fan of the cold weather. I hate the cold weather more than anything. I hate people that are like, well, at least it's not summer, and at least I'm not sweating. I can always just put more layers on. I'm like... What you'd rather be fucking freezing than sweating? I would rather sweat my ass off than be even slightly cold. I'd rather be dripping sweat every time. Because yeah. then, then you're wearing like five <laughs> coats out there, you start sweating, and now you're even colder. Now I'm sweating and I'm cold. I hate yeah. winter too. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah, this 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 type of cold, it doesn't matter how many layers you throw on. No. It's it's cold. I mean I It's like my eyeballs are cold. Yeah. What am I supposed to do about that? Yeah. I mean I I won't left work yesterday. At like four forty-five, and it was you know the sun was still pretty pretty decently up, and it was fine. It, it really wasn't that bad. I left the ice rink oh, at man. like seven thirty last night, and then it just it was like I was on a completely different country. Like it was it was just so much colder, and uh, thankfully the game ended early because the team that Salem played yesterday was just utter trash. I mean, I I could not believe. I mean, Salem's a good team, but Salem is, is certainly, you know, no dominant force that just runs through people. 
And, you know, they were missing a couple of their better players yesterday still, you know, with injuries and whatnot. But, I mean, the team they played yesterday, and, you know, we're not going to name names, but it's it's a Livonia school that's not Churchill or Stevenson. So it leaves one left. And <laughs> Clarenceville. Guys, uh, yeah, it's not Clarenceville. So, yeah, that, that leaves one left, so you guys can guess who it is. And, it's Dirt Hill. I mean, they were just – they were so bad, and – it was, and you know, and it was good. It was good. It ended not early in the second period. There's a mercy rule in high school hockey, but it was it was good. It ended early for a couple of reasons outside of the fact that I, you know I would have liked to got home a little sooner. But uh, you know, it was, it was starting to get chippy. The other team obviously was getting frustrated, which you know, I as an athlete you could totally see. You know, you're you're three and fourteen on the season. You're losing eight nothing in the second period. You know, it, frustration is going to settle in eventually, but. So, which is, and it was good because uh, Salem's got a player who, I don't know if he cracked his vertebrae Ooh. in fall league or broke something in his vertebrae. Something, something serious happened. I mean, he was wearing a neck brace for a while, and they were hoping he'd come back. And they, they thought he was going to come back, like, last week or the weekend before. And, you know, I, I talked to Coach Osmacher after the game, and they said, no, you know, he's just going to be done for the year. And, you know, and, and he's, he's one of their better players as well, so obviously that sucks. But it's like, you know what? That is not an injury you want to mess with. Like that could be a life threatening thing. And and then you know, and I said to him, I was like, you know, think of if he was playing tonight. You know, you're blowing out a team that's pissed off because they suck, and some dickhead just like rails him in the boards from behind, just out of like frustration. You know, it's like that could ruin that kid's life. You know, and and obviously high school, you know, high school athletics is not worth it. So even though you know a lot of high school athletes think so, and that's understandable. But yeah, that's why they play glory days. I mean, their glory days are high school. That baseball player who got mad that he got cut senior year in high school when playing baseball it takes it out of his revenge thirty years, ten years later in softball. That happens. <laughs> it does. It does. Speaking from experience, Rod. <laughs> Let's just say a certain league in a city between Westland and Wayne that's not Garden City. Well, yeah, correction is Garden City. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> it's not Garden City. Like, wait, what city is it then? Right. Um, there's a lot of that, but no. Um, Stevenson pulling off a big win last night, being the number one team in the state in Division Two. It was a, it was a good game. So, all right, let's not. Sounds like you had a good time there. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, getting eye fucked. That's cool. <laughs> it's a certain part of the state that uh, isn't the most progressive yeah. <laughs> part of the state. We'll, we'll just leave it. Well, at let's that. just leave it at that. You're probably better off them thinking you're Mexican than telling them you're Cuban. <laughs> in all honesty, if I started speaking Spanish, I might have been in trouble. Oh yeah, oh, who? That, happened to, that happened to me in a certain city nearby where I was. My my father called me, and everybody just stopped. It was like a TV movie. Everybody just stopped and looked at me, and I was I'm like, um, "I'll call you back." Go back to social Migos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go back to that place on the bridge or something. I don't know. With, with our president, would it be better for him to say he's Mexican? No, <laughs> actually, my no. This maybe and I might just go with my old standby, which is my mom's Sp- has Sp- uh, my mom's from Spain, so I'll just go on, on Spanish, which is true. I am. They probably don't know where that is. Spain, Spain. Yeah, no. <laughs> half people don't even know where Cuba was. Yeah, that's true. I mean, half the people like have you ever seen like the Jimmy Kimmel stuff when they're like take a map and they're yeah, like, they're, like point point at this and like they're like oh show us where like. I, they'll say a continent or something, and they're like on the complete opposite side of the map. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. Oh man, this is they'll do co- geography. You yeah, guys are failing. they'll do some countries, and then like, in which I'll be honest with you, I, you know, there's there's certain countries that you know if they if I wouldn't be able to point out, but like I could probably get close. No, it's it's you know, right. At least I have the general area. 
where in the world of Carmen San Diego? You ever watch that show? <coughs> no. No. Well, I they used to have like the the final <clears throat> the, the in the game show the final thing they had to do was they would have to go and guess capitals on a map, and I kid you not, no one could guess the countries in Africa. Nobody. They got Egypt, and everybody was like, I, I don't know. Africa was pretty hard. I could probably get South Africa. That, yeah, right. South Africa, maybe Egypt, that's it. I mean, if someone asks me about a country and I have no clue where it is, I've never heard of it, that's usually my go-to continent. Is, is it in Africa? Because, like, most of the, like, European countries you've, you've no. heard of yeah. before, like, you know, you can kind of guess which ones are near Russia. You know, it usually ends in, like, a sand or something. But <laughs> if it's just some weird name you've never heard of, that's kind of my go-to is it must be in Africa. But Why are you guys <laughs> in this position all the time where you're being questioned on your geography skills? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Can't all say right. anyone's questioned me. <laughs> so, all right. So, we'll uh, we'll start off with with the Miguel Cabrera thing. So, Miguel Cabrera has finally uh, ended his off the field issues. Hopefully, as you know, Miguel Cabrera has obviously had some struggles over the last couple of years, injury being one of them. But um, it came out a couple of years ago that Miguel Cabrera had fathered two kids with a woman who is not his wife, which obviously is a, uh, a no-no. But anyways, so Miggy had been trying to financially take care of this woman and, and the two children um, while, you know, things were, were playing out and Cabrera's wife was, was going to leave him, then didn't leave him, and, you know, and... Uh, Cabrera was paying the woman like twenty grand a month for expenses, and then for some reason he cut it to fifteen. I think the wife had something to do with that, but either way, he cut it to fifteen. And then once he did that, the mistress kind of said, "Okay, well now I'm going to take you to court, and I'm just going to try and rake you over the coals for as much as I possibly can." Well, she did a decent job of that, but according to the article, she definitely could have got a lot more. So. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is going to pay this woman $20,000 a month for both children in child support. Um, he also has to pay $5 million life insurance policy for the two children. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, he's got to pay off the rest of the house that he helped her buy, which was a $1 million. He's got to pay that off by July. Uh, and then he's going to pay for, you know, little miscellaneous things, vacations, uh, tuition, private school tuition, and, and stuff like that. One of the things that I, one of the things that I found really interesting was uh, one of the miscellaneous items he's going to pay for is annual passes to Disney World, Universal Studios, and SeaWorld. Like not just one all or even both. two, yeah. all three. Which you know, it's Miguel Cabrera. We we don't need to cry poor for him, but that's definitely not cheap. I mean, I know annual passes to Disney World are like you know nine hundred dollars. So you know, I'm sure Universal Studios is a pretty penny Comical. as well. Yeah, yeah a trip a trip to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he gave. I'm sorry. He he gave. He showered her with perks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it, I saw that. I thought I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I that was like, wait, he has to buy them a trip to Europe. I'm and, sure he will in the next. 12. Well, he's got to pay. He's got to pay for vacations. So. Right, and anytime he wants to see the kids, you know, whether he's up here in Detroit or wherever he's at, he's going to pay for them to travel, you know, from point A to point B. But uh, according to the article, the uh, according to Florida guidelines, the woman could have got him for a hundred k a month, and for some reason she lost that battle, and so he's only going to pay her twenty thousand dollars a month. But 
Listen, I mean, again, we don't need to cry poor for Miguel Cabrera. He makes thirty million dollars a year for the next six, seven years. So he's and you know he's made twenty million dollars, you know, pretty much for his whole career. So he's well funded. We obviously know that. But if you kind of take that out of it for a second, which obviously that's very hard to do, and you almost legally can't do it when you're talking about child support, but. I mean, $20,000 a month on top of tuition, private school tuition, on top of the vacations, on top of the annual pass to you know, Disney World and all that. God, $20,000 sounds like a lot. It does. Um, I first saw the article, and like my first reaction was like, wow, he got screwed. Because like, what kid takes $20,000? You know, it's two kids, I guess. But like, what, you know, it's $10,000 a kid for a month of it. Right. You know, like, that's crazy. But at the oh, same you know, time, mom, like... Mom's, mom's pocketing. Oh, oh. 9,000 of that for each kid. Oh, right. yeah, definitely. But uh <clears throat> I like I guess like as a percentage of his income, like that's probably less than most like, you know, oh, that's less middle than class that. dudes out there that's, pay for child yeah, support. Yeah, that's less than an at bat for him. Yeah. Like that's how sad that is. Like in an at bat, he pays that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's what he makes like what, like 60k an at Yeah, if I was like 50 yeah. or 60,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's not even an at bat. In one for game, him. that's the whole like right. that's the whole year. Right. I mean, that's so I don't really I don't feel bad for him. Just like at first I did, I was like, "Dang, like that's messed up." And then I was like, "He makes almost thirty million dollars a year, or whatever it is." Right. Like, I mean, I, I don't. I definitely don't. That's feel, jump change to him. I definitely don't feel bad for him. It's just more of like, damn, like if 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 tuition's already paid for. I mean, I'm sure you know we know schools around here are like ten k a year. You know, if if tuition's already paid in, vacations are paid in, a lot of perks <laughs> already paid in, and on top of that. You're right. paying, you know, 10K a kid. It's like. He's uh, probably paying like $200,000 a year. Yeah. It's like, what are you using that money for? Or like 300000 I mean. Sorry. Like, what are you feeding these she kids? She working. I'm sure it's she's income. not. It's income. I mean, it's income to her. <laughs> right. I'm sure she's not, but it's just like. House is paid off, so you don't have a mortgage. Right. How would she not get the 100000 though? Or like more than 20000 That I I have no idea. That is a. That is a. Uh, question we'll probably never find out the answer yeah. to. Um, it just says that the the mistress argued that given his thirty million dollar annual salary, which equals to two point five million a month, she was entitled a hundred thousand dollar a month under Florida's child support guidelines. Cabrera's lawyer, however, argued that what Rodriguez, uh, the mistress, was really upset about was that Cabrera wouldn't leave his wife. So, you know, it doesn't say that Cabrera's lawyer argued that it wasn't under the Florida guidelines. It was just does Cabrera still live in Florida? I would assume he has a residence there. I, I, you know, obviously during the season, I would assume his his main residence is up here. I, yeah. I know he he had a house in Birmingham. I don't know if he sold it. And then a, a guy at work cl- uh, claims I don't I can't really prove this, but he claims he lives in Gross Point Shores, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> very uh, pretty pretty close to the ballpark. So, but yeah, no, where he lives in the summer, I could not tell you i i mean i would assume he has a place in florida i mean making 30 million dollars a year I'd i have, bet a lot of the star I'd players have a place be, in florida yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, just for spring training you know right and i mean how much he goes back to to venezuela in off season i have no idea i know venezuela's having their own problems so you know i, I didn't have didn't he try to get like extorted for money for to like get a family out or something like that yeah yeah, and I thought I saw something on his Instagram because I followed Maggie on Instagram, and I thought I saw something on there about him like supporting the new president or something like that. I don't know. I obviously I don't read Spanish, and I've, I was going to say most of his posts are in Spanish, yeah, right? yeah. and I didn't feel the urge to Google Translate that. So yes, but Baxter, you know I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> right? But but yeah, no, that I just thought 
I mean, when when you just first look at it, you're like, holy shit, twenty k a year. Oh yeah, you know. But then obviously you you factor in his yeah. It's like ten seconds salary. of thought there, and you're like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. That's not so bad. Right, right. But, so, but yeah. and you know the one the one kid is six, and the other one is three. So it's not like he has a full eighteen years, you know, to pay. He's only got uh, twelve for the one and fifteen for the other. So, but all right, moving on to another Detroit athlete that. Um, it's kind of, well, just not been with us in the off season is, is Pavel Datsuk. And it's kind of, there's been some, some mumbling, some rumors that he might be open to coming back to the NHL. Now, his agent has said that if he did <coughs> come back to the NHL, there's only one team he would want to come back to, and that's <clears throat> the Red Wings, which, hey, that's great. Now, uh some of you might be thinking, well, wait, then we trade him to Phoenix. That is true. But we pretty much just traded him to Arizona, not Phoenix. We pretty much traded him to Arizona just so they could stay above the cap uh, floor. And all they really do is own his rights until his contract is up. I which his is, contract is up after the season, right? Bingo. His contract is up on July 1st of this year, so they would no longer own his rights, and he could sign with whoever the hell he wants, which obviously it would only be the Red Wings. He's 41. He'll turn 41 in July, which kind of leads to the question, would you even want him to come back? No. I mean, I... No. No. I, I hate to say it. I I love Datsuk. I, I, to me, Datsuk was a better player than Henrik Zetterberg. I love Pavel Datsuk. Great player. You know, did a lot for this organization. But, homie, you've been gone for like three years now. You're about to be 41 years old. I mean, it... it it's amazing you're still playing at that age, let alone at the high level that he is playing at. But, no, I would not really – I mean, would I care? I guess not. I mean, with the way the team's in, I'm sure he'd only come back for a year or two just to, you know, do one victory lap. But And the team's not in in any position where I think he would really be, like, a detriment to the to the status of the team. Right. You know, the team's rebuilding anyways. You bring in Pavel Datsyuk, I'm not going to be like, what the hell is he doing? So – I mean, Unless you he, brought him in on a $7 million deal, then I would say that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even the terms of the uh, the years, I, I might not have as big issue with that. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they brought him in for, like, a year, I guess I wouldn't hate it. But if you're looking at it as, oh, man, we're going to bring back that suit. That's really going to help us. No, I, I really don't think it's really going to help you that much. I think at this point, like, at best, he's just going to be a mentor to younger players. Like, you know, like leadership in the locker room type of yeah, and I mean, he, you know, he's he's definitely been around the block a time or two, so right. So and you know, he's as far as I know, he's been playing good in Russia. I mean, he hasn't been like lighting the league on fire over there, but he's almost a point of game guy, I think. What's he at Russia League? Like Triple A affiliate? Or? No, he's in no, the KHL. He's, uh, he's in the MLB. Well, is it what, what kind of like? Is it like really like? Uh, in terms it's of their like, professional league. But I mean, like, what kind of hockey is it? Like, it's like NHL? It's ice hockey. It's ice. <laughs> ice hockey with a bigger rink? Is it like AHL? Is it like, what kind of skill set we're talking about? No, it's, like it's, 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 it's Russia's version of the NHL. It's like semi-pro, really good hockey No, it's, it's really good hockey. Okay, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. a lot of, I mean, there's quite a few former NHL players. That, yeah. You know, like, cool. And Kovalchuk, when he, shit, he was 30 when he left? Yeah. Kovalchuk was 30 when he yeah. left so and went back over. So it's NHL level, right? I mean, there there are probably some teams over there that could compete and maybe even beat the NHL teams. There's there's probably maybe 10, 10 15 players that are probably NHL ready over there. 
Yeah, and I mean, there, there could that, even that, be that more. Could, that could come over here. and Yeah, that we know of, you know. Because, I mean, that's when the Red Wings had their huge infusion of Russians, they all came from there. That was Fedorov, Konstantinov, Larionov, Fetisov, yeah. so, I mean, they, they, Kozlov. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, there could even be more players that you've never even heard right. of that could play in the NHL <laughs> just choose not to. So, no, I mean, it's definitely good hockey. I mean, that's why sure. they won gold in the Olympics. but yeah. well, hey, they had a bunch of former NHLers. Technically, they did. Well, no, there was the Olympic athletes of Russia, yeah, not exactly. Russia. Exactly. Million facts here. They didn't win. Well, the Olympic athletes of Russia won it. Those commies didn't win anything. <laughs> Basically, Pavel Datsuk and Ilya Kovalchuk won it. Yeah. And even even Kovalchuk, that bastard, got what he deserved. He's on the Kings who are trash. So good. Yeah. So good. It was the same. I mean, it was the same thing, though. I mean, Kovalchuk left, and after a year in the KHL, every single year, it was Kovalchuk's going to come back. Kovalchuk's yeah. going to come back. Kovalchuk's going to come back. And it, it took him four years to come back? Five years? Yeah. And he, he left, like, a monster contract, too. Yeah, because... From, uh, uh, from yeah. the Devils. Yeah. I mean, he left, like, a eight, nine million a year co- contract, which back then, when he actually left, was like, whoa. Roger, my mouth is watering. I know. I'm trying not to look at it. Like, I can't. I'm not allowed to eat that stuff. So, like, that's why. Like, yesterday I stopped at 7-Eleven, and I know the 7-Eleven's pizza that they have there is hot fucking garbage. But I was standing in line looking at it, and my mouth just started watering. I haven't had pizza in, like, two months. Why? Are you? I just got a. better? I can't eat, like, certain fatty and acidic foods. I'm suddenly not as jealous. You guys in your health problems? Yeah, we have health problems. Hey, man, I've lost 11 pounds. So. Hey, I'm, I, I joined the bowling league full-time. That's a there sign of go. being an old man, right? There you go. That's a, there you go, man. I'm just trying to I'm trying to not show off the dad bod next yeah. month You know, when I'm on vacation. So. so I'm going to be honest. That's for grilled chicken, that still looks pretty damn good. Smells good. Smells exactly the same as <laughs> yeah. fried chicken, which is yeah. why it smells fantastic. Are we live on Facebook? Oh, okay. Oh, we're not. I was. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I was just more. <laughs> I was more wondering. Are you live on Facebook right now? <laughs> <I'm just> chowing <laughs> down. <on> <laughs> <coughs> Roger is chowing down. Fuck it, man. We've all done that. We've all brought for big ass. Meals in here and eating before. I'm gonna be here till three o'clock today. So, and Roger, I can shit on a weekly basis. When I was coming here on a weekly basis, Roger always had food. Right. Where's your guys' game today? Southfield. Country day. Oh. I think I've been there. I know that. The tastiest meal I had in here was when Roger had to pay me for his shit bet. (laughs) I was like. That shit, that was like two years. Was it last? No, it was last year. It was last winter. It was last winter, yeah. Yeah, he bet me Teon Green was going to be the Lions' yeah. <laughs> first hundred yard <laughs> rusher. He's like, I guarantee it's going to happen. I'm like, it would have been the most Lions thing to happen, but <clears throat> I think he still had like 65 or 70 yards in that game. Yeah, but... <clears throat> I will say this, though. That bet is better than any shoot-the-boot bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You shoot, shoot-the-boot guarantee? Yeah. Did, so, did you guys talk about. <laughs> Because I thought you guys were talking about him on when I was walking in the uh, the woman hockey player that participated yes. in the All Star Games. You guys talked about it on the road show. Correct. Yeah, uh, Benji did a tweet about that. Uh, 
Is your mic off? Oh, yeah. Well, no, and I appreciate that, but I was just, I'm thinking like, yeah, um, yeah, we talked about her. Ben talked about her quite a bit. Is it not sexist that I'm not that impressed about it? Like, not impressed as in, like, I don't know, I don't want to sound, like, I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I'm just not impressed as in, like, okay, she skates fast. Like, I'm not. Like I, oh, I, I, I saying, more like, expect we make a big, like we, I, I, we a bigger deal of it because she skates fast and women well because like oh oh my god a woman can skate fast who knew like I don't know I'm oh, just not like yeah like, like it's I'm not trying to like downplay it as like oh yeah that's a, like more women should probably participate I'm all right. for that but like just you know getting getting all happy that she can actually skate fast and compete with the men I don't I'm not like surprised yeah I'm not surprised either because women are pretty good hockey players yeah oh yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I know where the angle you're getting at. Yeah. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not, I, is that, like, unsexist of me to, I don't know. I'm I don't just, think it's as monumental as people say it is. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, and, and listen, like I said, I mean, that's absolutely great. She participated. I think women should participate in, in, in more of those events. It'd be kind of cool to bring in a few of the national team members and have them participate. Should we bring in the Laundry Football League to the no. Pro Bowl today? No. <laughs> or, <laughs> or tomorrow, whenever it is. I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever watched the Pro Bowl in my entire life. No. No, definitely not in a while. Not since I realized it's not chicks in lingerie. You might, yeah. I I think their their views would go up. I think like I've seen like the videos when they do like the the dodgeball and stuff like that. Don't they have the shoulder pads on though? That's weak. Yeah, they need to just flag football that. Yeah, they just tackle whatever. No pads. Who cares? Right. Schoolyard style. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I honestly in in those events in in the hockey um. Skills competition, the angel skills competition. The only one I think women would fall short on would be the hardest shot. Yeah. No. I mean, but fastest skater, the the puck relay where they're stick handling through all the cones and pucks and whatnot, I think a woman could easily compete. And they have the same handles? Yeah. I, I'm not a big hockey guy, so I wouldn't know. Like, I'm just imagining, like, a woman doing the NBA, like, all, you know, the skills thing or whatever, like the three-point contest and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, even something like that, I think that'd be great to, to have a couple, you know, of the WNBA players come in and, you know, compete. I don't. Yeah, th- I don't think they would be able to though. Like the way that woman, because that woman was like, <coughs> what we said, like faster than Fedorov or whatever. Uh, like that's crazy, you know. Like I don't think there's any WNBA player out there that's going to make even close to as many threes as like anyone that's going to be in the three point contest. Uh, and I, that, I disagree. Well, I it, well, uh, well, hold on. Is it if they're taking women's threes? Yeah, right. So I guess there right. is a the three point line is there is a difference. There. Right, is different, is different than. I wonder what the highest uh, three point <coughs> shooter like in the WNBA is. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I, I generally shoot, have no. Even, I have do no they even idea. Really shoot threes? I feel like every every yeah. women's college game and every uh, WNBA highlight I've ever seen on NBA, they're just feeding it down low. Like when Baylor had Griner, I could because Griner was like seven two. WNBA players. Well, you she, know what bro- she broke the <laughs> record for most WNBA dunks in like her first game with like one or something like that or two. Well, I mean, she was like seven foot. I don't know how tall she is. She's yeah. not seven foot, but like. You know, like you know, six, you know what I'm she's saying. She's like six foot eight. Yeah, when when both, you know, when like the women's NCAA tournament comes around, it's just highlights of UConn constantly. Yeah, yeah, Notre all, Dame. You know, all they do is they just they just they drive to the basket and they dump it down low because you know the good teams have one or two girls that are way taller than everybody else. Right. So they just feed them, feed the block. Okay, so the all-time <clears throat> single season leaders, there's like fifty-three percent is first place. So like. I would really have to see the attempts on that because I think there's no way someone's shooting 50% from beyond the arc and they're not just shooting the ball every single time. Right. right. I mean, yeah, 50% is pretty damn good. 
That's yeah, that's insanely like you know feeder. <laughs> that's a good like time. field goal percentage in the. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I think that's like someone that took like a couple threes and just you know. This is probably the longest we've ever talked to women's basketball before on this program. I uh, would say yes. Yeah. The highest the three point field goal percentage in the career. That's a better story. Is she's shooting forty six percent and it's a minimum of a hundred field goals. Over the over a course of a career though, hundreds <clears throat> like So that they're obviously not shooting. They're much. not shooting high volume. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean highest three point field goal percentage in a season is fifty three. Yeah. It's a minimum of fifty attempts. In the season, do they play the same amount of games as the NBA? I don't think I so. I wouldn't think so. Because NBA plays, what, 82 games? Yep. That is correct. <laughs> so, well, no, I would not. Most, most no. rebounds in a career. Yeah, a lot of rebounds. 33-55 for rebounds in a career. That's a... A lot of missed shots. <laughs> no, that's that too. I can't even... Uh, whatever. But yeah, so no, but no, I, I, if obviously if they shot from the women's um, three point line, I, I think, I think they would at least put up a, a good fight. I mean, wouldn't that defeat the purpose of doing it though? <coughs> like, well, no, because it's from where they're uh, used to. They though. play thirty four regular season games. Really? Wow, I would have guessed more than that. But no, I mean, if <coughs> there's only nineteen, if, there's only nineteen teams. Well, yeah, but still, thirty four games. That's not that much. <coughs> it's like a high school season. But no, I mean if I didn't, if, know, David, uh, I didn't know David Stern was the founder of the WNBA. I'm sorry. Yeah, it hasn't been it hasn't been around quite that long. But no, I, I mean it hasn't if, been around. If, it's uh, twenty two years. If if you know, yeah, on one end you had the men doing their thing and then on the other end the women shooting theirs, you know, and just have the different three point lines. I mean you can have both three point lines set up, you know, on the same court. Yeah. So it's not like you know You couldn't do it that way, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you totally could. You totally could. So but all right. I just thought the NHL thing with the the woman was cool because it's like, look, she's just as good as the guys. Like, you can't say even if a you know if a girl goes out and shoots from the woman's three point line or whatever, you can't say, oh, she made as many as Curry did if he's shooting <coughs> from like six feet back. Or I have no idea how far the line is comparatively, but you know what I'm saying. Right. I feel like that defeats the purpose of going like, oh, look, she can compete, you know, with the boys or whatever. Right. I mean, I'm just doing a quick quick glance from last season. At Three-point attempts. 169 is, is the most attempted. Oh, I'm sorry. 268 is the most attempted. Oh, okay. 268 by a player. But like the league leader who I mean, qualifies, she shot 97. She went 45 for 97. That's, That's not good. Bad. That's, yeah. That's not bad. The, the 268, she was 102 for 268. That's not bad. So, I mean, and, and most of them are... 32, 33 games. I was just saying, that's because I know Harden's at like 218 or something like that right now. And, I mean, they're almost at the break, so they got to be at like 40 games. And Harden's at 218. He leads the because <coughs> I know Steph's not at 200 yet. Steph's at like 190-something, and he's in second. I hate James Harden, by the way. I just hate, the, I hate that, the NBA. That's probably my most hated athlete right now is James Harden. Is it because he's be, passed the, you know, the ball, Kobe, or what? I I just the way he the way he plays like he 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 tries to draw fouls like he's more I swear that dude is more concerned with drawing a foul on his way to the basket than even making the basket he runs into people on purpose I hate that yeah like I I hate that foul did you hate Kobe 
No. Because Kobe was, I mean, in, in, in essence, Kobe and Harden were the same type of player. Type of player, like character, while, like, you know, where I'm, take, I'm taking it. <laughs> you know, I'm taking it to the basket, but Kobe was going to draw the foul and make the basket. Like right. He, whether he was getting that call or not, he was making the damn basket. Right. I don't know. I thought Kobe was a little more aggressive with trying to score yeah. than just worried about getting to the free throw line. I mean, that's like a third of Harden's points are at the free throw line. I mean, dude's like 18 for 20 every night from the free throw line. He travels on half of his drives to the rim. Like That's that, the tra- that they call drive- traveling. They call. They never call traveling. No, anything. no. And I mean, it's it's just fucking obvious when a dude doesn't triple from the three point line all the way to the basket. It's like, how do you think he got there? Like, I mean, travel. they usually they give him the gather step and then they give him like two or whatever usually. So like, if they're like collecting the ball on the first step, then you basically have three. Yeah. Oh, they don't care about not calling it either. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, shoot, we missed the travel. Like, we need to do better at that. They don't give a shit, especially when it's James Harden. Like, right. they don't care. The James Harden dunk it, that's what I care about. By the way, uh, got there. He could have jumped over a guy and took four more steps and I dunked it, and we wouldn't care. Uh, somebody put on the Facebook Live video for the road show because we talked about the skating. She finished seventh out of eighth. So is that. I mean, obviously, like, when you look at it, that's not great, but... I bet that one dude that finished below her is getting, like, roasted right now. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But I... And, that, and, you know, and that's, that's that a, sucks that's for the... him, though. Just because it's, it's not... He, he shouldn't get roasted. Right. Well, those, those guys are also all the fastest <laughs> skaters, so, like, most of the guys roasting him probably would have got their ass kicked even worse. You know? Should have put Zidane Chara on the fastest skater competition. Right. Just to see what he scores. Just to see what he does. 25 seconds. That's generous. <laughs> That's a generous time. It feels like it's like Frankenstein. Like, Is that guy even still playing? Oh. I haven't paid a ton of attention to the NHL this year. Uh, yeah, he is. He, there's, there's so many he people. He was hurt for a while. There's so yeah, many people in like the NHL, even like NBA, I'll see a name, and I'm like, oh my god, that guy's. Oh, so like the same, same with the MLB. Like I see people's names, and I'm like, like when the Tigers signed Jordy Mercer, I'm like, he's still around? Yeah. Like he's still playing? Or like, like the Islanders? Matt Moore. I'm like Matt Moore still playing? Yeah. Matt Moore, was like, like, uh, Matt Moore was like the man six years ago, and then he had Tommy John, and and he's been crap ever since. Yeah, like, or like uh, his pants. Then. Or like the Islanders are in first place in the Atlantic. <clears throat> yeah. What year is it? Yeah, 1986. No, yeah, and then they—it's crazy because they lost John Tavares, so they lost their best player. And yeah, for some some reason, um, damn, what's that coach's name? Who was with the Capitals last year and won it? Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz left uh, left the Stanley Cup team, Stanley Cup championship team, because they didn't want to pay him what he thought he was deserved, which they weren't, and went to the Islanders, which were close to a dumpster fire. And then the Islanders lose their best player in John Tavares. And everybody thought, wow, well, they're going to suck. And they're first. So, How are the Capitals doing? Um, I think they're right behind them. So, but, but no. So obviously we know who Coach of the Year leading candidate, uh, leading candidate is at this point. It's Barry Trotz. All right. Uh, before we go to break, this Derek Carr and Stephen A. Smith thing, is what sports needs right now in a slow sports month <clears throat> yeah. with the soup with football about to be over. Um, basketball and the NHL are making their halfway points. Baseball is still about a couple months away from people caring about it. But 
Uh, Derek Carr. People got, in Detroit only care about it on opening day. Right. Yeah. yeah, and they just get drunk and then <laughs> call it, you know, that's it. Right. So Derek Carr got a little mad because Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman uh, called him out. It was more Max Kellerman, but uh, Kellerman uh, was kind of ripping on Carr and saying that they should get Kyler Murray. Uh, he said, quote, you can see when a quarterback don't want it, and Carr didn't want it. I think Groot knows they've got to move on. The question is, can they get anything for him? Is he a placeholder until they find the next guy? How long will it take to develop the next guy? And Kyler Murray, if you can grab him in the draft, hell yeah. Well, the Raiders do have three first-round picks in this upcoming draft. I believe they have the third pick, and then I think they have somewhere in the teens and somewhere in the 20s. I don't think I would draft Kyler Murray if I was the Raiders. I would wait maybe another year before getting a quarterback or just get a different quarterback. He's like, isn't he like five foot seven? Or like, not five foot seven. He's like really short though. He's like five nine. I think it's five, five nine. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean like Russell Wilson size. Yeah, I don't think they need to draft a new quarterback. Yeah. Derek Carr fine. Derek Carr. I mean, he did like definitely have a down year, but at this point, like, I wouldn't draft a quarterback who's five foot nine with a first round pick because get, Derek Carr had an off year on a team that's like honestly just sucked top to bottom. Well, I mean they're hot garbage, so and But if you get him like a receiver or running back and right. a lineman in the draft, like he could be good again next year. I don't know if he will be, but so I might just wait another year before getting a quarterback or maybe go the second round, third round. Maybe, maybe put him wait, on the bench. Wait 2 3 years for drafting yeah. like a t- Well, it depends a how good Carr. Yeah, it depends depends how the draft or the Raiders next season goes and how good Carr. Raiders is. also need a defense, so like that's that they need everything. Yeah, if only they could the have had a great part, pass which is rusher. The worst part for for Carr is they kind of need everything. Kinda, so kind of sounds like a team we watch a lot uh, on Sundays. Yeah, the but, offensive the Raiders offensive line is terrible. But I mean, if Raiders entire team, if with terrible. their third first round pick, or maybe even their first second round pick, because obviously they're going to pick very high in the second round as well. If Kyler Murray is still there, would you take? In the second round, definitely. If he's in the center in the second round, I think you have to. I mean, I don't think he's making it to the second he's round. Not, yeah, I don't no think way. he's going to make it out of the top 15, probably. No, someone will trade up for him if he's still yeah. there in the, like, in the early teens. But So Derek Carr obviously heard about what Max Kellerman said and uh, reached out to none other than UFC uh, President Dana White. And he tweeted at him and said, hey, how do I challenge a couple of these clowns on TV to a fight? I think we should start a business together where pro athletes can challenge some of these people to an octagon fight until they give us an answer. You don't know me. Stop lying. So Derek Carr wants to step That's in the octagon. That's embarrassing for but, Derek Carr. Yeah. that I mean. That just kind of proves, I feel like, <laughs> Max Kellerman's point that he's trash. Like, oh, I'm a professional athlete. I'm going to fight a sports reporter because he did yeah. his job. <laughs> Like, uh, can fight a sports reporter who is not a professional athlete, does not train and work out with nutritionists and strength coaches, yeah, and right. people who's yeah. literally get paid hundreds of thousand dollars a year to make sure they're strong, and yeah, in shape. Well, yep. and I love, <clears throat> I love one of his uh, responses to a fan who you know was kind of cheering him on. Um, he said, I blocked them both for talking trash about our team. Those two clowns don't know anything about this game. Would love to actually sit and break down film with these two on TV just to show their viewers how incompetent, lacking qualification they have about our game. You know, it's right. I mean, I'm sure he's right that he probably knows more about football than Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. I mean, he's played the game his whole life. And, yes, you watch on TV. I'm not saying, you know, you are illiterate about it, but... Um, 
Oakland Raiders finished four and twelve this year. That's about what you need to know about how well they are. I mean, to, to quote the late great Dennis Green, "You are what your record like says you are." Like you were four and twelve this year. You were trash. There's no other way to put that. It's like the Lions. I brought this up with the Lions. Like you finished what were they six and ten? Yeah, six and ten. You're trash. And being five and eleven wouldn't have changed that. Which is why they should have lost the last game. But I digress. But. I mean, you don't really need to be. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down Rex that way. Gross. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I just say the play because it's all right. Rex Cross. Yeah, where's he been? Picking up uh, garbage on the <coughs> waiting, waiting tables. I know. I know. <coughs> I'll probably do. You know, waiting tables at Ditko's. Probably doing the best life. Yeah, but getting back to Derek Carr thing, do we want more athletes to do that? No, it's asinine. I just feel like this is like a really, really. CTE or CTD? What's it? What's a OCD? No, no. CTE is a CTE CT, for the head injury, the thing? injury thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a CTE kind of thing right now. I mean, not. That, I'm not trying to joke about it, but it just seems really short sighted and really messed up. Breaking news: Derek Carr CTE. Yeah, because it just seems. You know what I mean? Like, just doesn't. He's always composed himself. I know he's a big Christian, and that's awesome. I just this kind of came out of left field. He's always portrayed himself not in this in his way, you know. So right, I just wonder if it's, he's everything okay, or just trying to keep himself. I, I don't know. Relevant. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hilarious to see them actually go through with this and him get his ass kicked. Wouldn't that be something? I yeah. I mean, <laughs> I definitely think he could take Max Kellerman. Oh Smith. no doubt. There's no I doubt. Mean, he's he got. He could take them both at the same time. Probably. Yeah, he's got. He's probably got at least 15 years on Max and. Probably close to damn near twenty on Stephen A. So, but uh, but no, I I don't know. You know, I <clears throat> I get that it, it does make Derek Carr look a little sensitive and it makes him look a little petty. But I don't know. I'm actually kind of all for a little more of this. I mean, maybe not to the aggression that Derek Carr took at trying to, you know, put the gloves on and you know mix it up with Max Kellerman. But you know, a little. A little good-natured banter back and forth between athlete and commentator. I'm, I'm not exactly against that. Yeah. yeah. How about they just play like a game of Madden or something? That could work. That could work. I mean, and, and, and listen, it, uh, it doesn't always have to come from a, a person in the situation, Derek Carson, where he didn't have a great year. His team's horrible. I mean, it could come from, you know, a, a guy who, you know, from Dak Prescott. I mean, people rip on Dak Prescott all the time, and his team seems to do pretty damn well. So, even though they can't win a big game. But... But yeah, so All right. we were ripping on Tony Romo on the earlier show. Imagine if Tony Romo was the quarterback of this Cowboys team, how much better they would be. Tony it sounds like he could still play. He said the other day he's gotten some offers. I mean, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't surprise I, me how bad or how desperate they are for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't he wasn't bad. Just wasn't Dak Prescott. <laughs> so that's all. Well, that's that's debatable though too. Dick 
I don't know. I feel like that, uh, Dak Prescott can't throw the ball like downfield. Like I want to, I want to look up the stats now. <laughs> I mean, they they've and they didn't get very far with Tony Romo, and they haven't got they haven't got any farther with Dak Prescott. So either way, they've had way better teams with Prescott. Nah. They had better defense with Prescott when Romo the was best, there. They never had the best defense. Old, they had the best old line in the league a couple years ago, and still one of the best ones. They still one had the best running they still had one of the, they, Yeah, but they still had the best line in the league. One of the best lines in the league with Romo too. And they had Demarco Murray had his yeah. career year under with Romo. I was gonna say, did it go straight from <clears throat> Romo to Dak, or was yep. there? Yeah, it was the year like Romo in the preseason or whatever. It was recovering from the back and. They went, or no, I think he tried playing a little bit, like a game or two, and then they put Dak in and lit it up. Yeah. I, he just kept Romo, and I don't know. I don't, I think he did, like, he was cleared to play, but they just kept Dak in the game. They kept starting Dak. Yeah, 2016. Yep. So they had Zeke that year, too. Wasn't that Zeke's rookie? Yeah. Yep. That was Zeke's rookie year. Uh-huh. But it was either the year or two years before that when the Cowboys, when DeMarco Murray exploded for his monster season. Right. I believe I had him in fantasy that year. Tony Romo's never not had an over 90 quarterback rating except for one time. Wow. Like, surprisingly good. I don't... See, the thing is, too, about Tony Romo and the commentary, it's either... I don't like... I like what he does the game, but then, like, as he's... Well, he kept cutting off Jim Nance during that game. You know what I'm saying? He was like... Get all excited, and it's like... I don't care for Jim Nance unless he's doing the Masters. Yeah, Jim Nance can kind of go F himself. Except for the, <coughs> ma- except for the Masters. Or having, so, Jim Nance, if or Jim Nance having, only did the Masters every year, I would be perfectly fine yeah. with that. So my opinion, Roger, like, stop would be giving cut him off yeah. more. Yeah, like stop giving your goddamn tie <laughs> Just away. don't let him talk. Or uh, talk about his toast, how he likes his toast. Just unplug his mic. <laughs> like, he's like talking, and he's like... like, in, in, like <laughs> he's calling to play, and all of a sudden you just don't hear him anymore. Yeah. Like, all right, Jim, I got it from here. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't like Jim Nance. He's just so like, blah. I like I like uh, um, Joe Buck over him. People don't prefer Jim Nance over Joe Buck. I take Joe Buck any day of the week. That's just me though. I uh, I'm gonna disagree with you on yeah, that. One. I don't really. Yeah, I'd the probably, only time I, I the only time I I mean I I guess like Jim Nance it's he gets annoying with football, like uh, Jim Nance at the Masters is like the glorious the most glorious sound in the world except for when he and Jeremy I don't know you you, you probably noticed it a little bit more I don't know like if avid golfers or you know whatever you, the whole Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw thing the equivalent to that golf with golf is Jim Nance Fred couples like it's yeah. any time especially at the Masters. Like they always have that filler time usually on Saturdays. Yeah. Like in the in the middle because Sunday round it's focused on pure pure Tiger the Woods. play. It's yeah, you know, it's Tiger Woods and whoever the <laughs> Tiger Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods and whoever the leader is on <laughs> it's Sunday. Like a Tiger Woods, yeah. Um, but on Saturday they always have that filler time. Yeah. You know where they you'll take like fifteen minutes in the middle of play and they'll stop showing you right. like live shots and they'll be like oh we have Fred Couples here and they constantly talk about how you know his his comeback or whatever he did. <clears throat> Years in like what ninety six masters or something like that, I think, and uh then they do the, they always run this little special with Jim Nance because he golfed at Houston and he 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 roomed with Fred couples and like that's well, it's, I didn't, I didn't it's constant that. it's it, I didn't know it, that. yeah oh. and it, it, it they all it it's it's 
<clears throat> they focus more on it at the Masters because Couples is always there. You know, like he's a former winner; he's always there for the whole weekend. Right. And but they'll occasionally do it at other at other ones. Like somebody else will bring up like Fred Couples, and then they talk about like his time because Nance golfed at Houston, and he roomed with Fred Couples, and it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent. It's a, it's the equivalent to the Stafford Kershaw connection that everybody always brings up. Hello, friends. Welcome. Mm. Edition, unlike any other. <clears throat> CBS Sports covering the Masters for the sixty-second consecutive. You know, and even by <laughs> jazz, even by like Saturday, Sunday, I get sick of hearing that on the Masters. Not me. I don't know. Yeah, like when it gets to like Sunday because cause he's in he's in everything. He's in like every ad and like you know every plug and shit like that. And it's just uh. Oh. I get sick of the the on course people more than anything. Especially because <clears throat> when they when they did it for what they do it for they did it for I think the uh, the PGA Championship where they added the blue line the putt line and they added like two blue lines and like all oh, these are the breaks to the hole yeah and then the guy and it'll like show like a hard break to the right and the guy will be like it doesn't look like it does much and it's like where the fuck are you standing right <laughs> <laughs> where the fuck are you standing that you say like this putt it looks like it doesn't do much right, like they're they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're blue lines like a hard hard. Uh, you yeah, know, break to the right, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you know, even as a somewhat very amateur golf, that, that's putting the, the uh, how can you? Absolutely, Gary McCord drives the maroon, Studebaker, Daddy Pepper, ubiquitous, Nightingale, camera there. Thank you. Forty five seconds. Fred Couples has a supple. Spine. Juniper, Juniper, Juniper. Nick Faldo's trousers. Ian Baker Finn. A Dan Patrick show had a Jim and Nance sound like contest. Mm-hmm. NBC's actually uh, changing their lead golf analyst in a couple weeks. Oh, no, yeah, because no Miller, Miller retired, right? Yeah. Who's going to be? Uh, Paul Paul Azinger will take over for Johnny Miller. And the final round. Like, I thought, I don't know. The I final know. round of you guys the fan of, uh, Phoenix Open. You guys I don't, don't next week. Yeah, but it's weird because Johnny's doing the first three rounds, and then Paul's taking over the final round. I don't they know if that's a golf back, thing. we got to bring back Vern Lundquist. Yes, Vern, Vern is the man. Not only because he was in Happy Gilmore, but Vern is the man. Uh, Who the hell is Happy Gilmore? <laughs> were you going to ask something? Oh, um, yeah, I was going to ask you guys. Who, who, the, who was the guy on NBC, the Irish guy? The what? Uh, Faraday, Faraday, or McCord. Uh, Fa- both, they, both, they both have the accent. the Faraday. He, Faraday has David, that show. David Faraday, yeah, yeah, David, David Faraday's Faraday. great. Yeah, yeah I, was I don't mind. Was... I don't mind him when he's on course. Yeah, and his but... show's really good too. But yeah, he's good because he'll he'll kind of give you those, those quick little jokes and yeah. you know he'll make it entertaining. He's... He does. I know he does a lot more with the Open Championship, the the British Open, obviously because it's near his homeland. Um, <clears throat> but I don't. I can't remember much from him in the Masters, but they have so many on-course people at the yeah. Masters. Like, they have, like, 12 different people. Because, like, I remember watching last year, I'm like, who the fuck is talking right now? Right. You know? Yeah, they got a, they got a ton on there. But didn't Romo did... He tried his hand in golf last year, didn't he? Vern Lundquist? No, Romo. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he commentate a couple... Of, I don't... Yeah, he... Yeah, 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 I was going to say, I don't... I know I, he played. I know he tried qualifying for right. the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I thought he he commentated. I don't. Dance. I don't know how much he brought golf analysis to the coverage more than just sitting there with Jim Nance. But 
and bullshitting. But yeah, I remember because I feel like they hyped that up more than it actually delivered. That was a lot of sizzle and no steak. From what I remember, yeah, Tony pretty much just sat there next to Jim Nance and they just talked about how great the venue is and they made a kind of a big deal, bigger deal than what it was. Yeah, I remember that. And I'm I love the Masters so much. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about it at work yesterday because we were uh, you know a bunch of us we golf. And we were talking about put, how we put in for tickets and whatnot. And one guy, he was just like, man, he was just like, if I only got, like, a practice round or... Because, you know, you get what you get for tickets. Right. What they, what they, what they, whatever, you know, they draw your name. You could get a Sunday. You could get a... Pra- I think you get, like, two practice rounds, a practice round in the, in the par three or one of the tournament days. So, and he was just like, if I just got, like, Thursday, I don't know what I would do. I'm like, I know what I would do. And, like, everybody looked at me like, what? I'm like, I'd fucking drive to Hooters and hang out with John Daly the whole weekend. Right. And they're like, what? I'm like, John Daly every year drives his big-ass RV to the Hooters in Augusta, sits in the parking lot, and parties the and whole I, tournament. And I bet you five bucks he'd make you smoke, like, Newports. He'd be like, in order for me to hang out, you got to smoke all Probably. the Yeah. <laughs> I'd hang <laughs> out with John Daly, man. You think he's a Newport guy? Oh, yeah. He smokes either light. No, no. He's either Newports. Marble Red. I think he's yeah, strikes gonna, me as a Marble uh, Red. Uh, Cowboy Killers. He's an he's a old-school kind of guy. I was thinking Marlboro. No, because... Uh, no, I know, no, he's, no, a, no, I know he's a Miller Light guy, so I got to respect Newports him. Newports during the season, that, so that yeah. way his lungs don't get too bad, but during the off-season, it's Reds. Because... That actually is logic. <laughs> think about it. Like, if you're... I don't know. They, they asked him... It, it was it, like, not. Graham Norton or whatever? And they did an interview, and they asked him, like, what his diet, like, was when he was on tour, and he said, like, he'd usually drink about 14 Diet Cokes a day. <laughs> And then, like, after his round, he'd get a, two Big Macs and a large Diet Coke, and then he said he'd drink, like, seven, eight, nine beers and then go to bed. And he's, like, usually he'd smoke through two packs a day. Jesus. I'm like, oh, But he wouldn't God. eat anything up until McDonald's? I don't just, think... I mean, just I mean, ran I'm, on Diet I, I, Coke I, I, and I'm, cigarettes? I'm pretty much, man. That's I guess that's all he I need. Brady hoking it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not eating until after the round. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. They they did a 30 for 30 on him, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was hard, 30 for 30. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That I know nothing about good. golf, but I only know about John Because from they, that they, 30 for they, 30. They spent the big time on his first win when he was just a, um, like the, a reserve. He was a fill-in like somebody dropped out last minute, and they're like, right. hey, you're next up on the list. All right, who the hell is John Daly? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, He had the freaking 70s porn mustache. Right. Legend. But no, the <clears throat> that golf itch, it's it's definitely oh yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's here. It's almost in full swing because this week is is the first kind of bigger tournament of the of the season this week. They've they've had some couple, and you know, <clears throat> after the tour championship, guys take about a month off, and then you know, the the better players will play in various events. You know, some will go overseas and play a couple events, and some will. Uh, stay stateside and playing a couple events, but this week was the first week you actually had some. Yeah, like the you first, had a field of really good players. The, up the the field, the first tournament in Hawaii, that field was only like thirty two golfers. The tournament or champions thing. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's designed that way. Cause yeah, it's I know. Only, yeah, you know. But so. I, I I watched a little bit of it just because that's twenty minutes north of where we're staying, so. I was just kind of like showing Rachel because that's one of the courses. Like my uncle was like, "Yeah, you could not that not the course they play on, but there's another course." He's like, "You could play," but that was the two hundred and five dollars for a round, and I was like, "I take a pass." (laughs) And then there's another course that was a hundred and like ninety dollars for a round, and I was just like, "Also gonna fucking pass on that one." Yeah, I didn't see what time Tiger tees off today. I think he's already playing. Yeah, he's probably already playing since T T Gray did not. 
Did not do very well. I, th- I know he plays. made the cut. That's all. Barely. Yeah. I think he made the cut by a shot. <clears throat> I thought I saw somewhere that Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth are going to play together today. Yeah, they are. Which that's going to be some good TV. Yeah, Tiger, he's, he's plus one through three right now. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I did fan duel it up this weekend for golf, so we'll see how I do. And no, I did not take Tiger because Tiger is not a not a good bet for FanDuel. That is Reed, not a strategically placed bet no. in, in FanDuel. Reed's minus two through three. I Spieth's did minus Reed, one through three. And I did take Jordan Spieth in one. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, no, the itch is definitely fully there. I was actually thinking about hitting up the driving range pretty soon. I think I'm going to go next weekend. So the, the weather's supposed to be uh, decent by next weekend. It's supposed to be like 40s. Oh, I'm going to. Hit yeah, an indoor yeah. range. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, simulator. The, the simulator. There was a uh, Thursday. Uh, speaking of uh, range, they showed uh, Patrick Mahomes going the range. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, golf. Yeah, just yeah. totally killing it. Yes, I saw that. It's yeah. impressive. Have you, Have you been to Top Golf yet? No. Want to go though? Yeah. Want to go? Here. The one out in uh, Auburn Hills. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to go. Probably wait till the weather gets a little bit warmer. I mean, I actually want. I actually want to go too. I want to get. I want to actually get better at golf. That's you can go idea. by yourself. Well, screw you guys. I'll go with them. Maybe do something together, but all right. Well, that's fine. Just thought we'd hang out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been kind of focusing my my workout routine on stuff for golf. Except okay. I was too damn sore this morning. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking go. I'm going to go tomorrow. Maybe, maybe I might go tonight. I might actually I might go after hockey. I've gone the last three days. Yeah, three days. So... Gonna try and go go today. You guys, go to P Fit. Yeah, which one? Southgate. Uh, you, you go to five in Newburg. Oh, uh, you go to the other one then, the Middle Belt. Yeah, seven or whatever it is. I yeah. used to manage the one in Southgate. Oh, 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 big timer. That was the worst job. One of the worst jobs I ever had. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like we're gonna plan a fitness would not be a fun job. No, it, it was like fucking. It was. It was just read. <laughs> I see the people that work at Planet Fitness sometimes, and I'm like, how did you get hired to be, like, the face hey, of a gym? I don't want to hear anything about Planet Fitness. Don't. I, <laughs> that I was... Hear, man. I don't want to hear That it. was... I mean, I, it wasn't really that. When I worked there, we I'm a fan. Pretty, like, I go all... there, you know? Like, okay, I like right. what they got, but I just see, like, the, like, if you work... I feel like most people that work at gyms stereotypically are in good shape, but, like, some of the people they have, like... Not Planet Fitness. ...look like they don't work out no, they, they, <laughs> at they all really, or no, ever. They, yeah, they, they really have to get slim pickings because it's a 24-hour place, and... Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's true. That's like, true. and that would suck. <clears throat> like working at a gym from like midnight to like eight a.m. Yeah, like that would be awful. I know. I would just start working out, like right, because you know? nobody's be there. Yeah, I mean, you might have two or three people in there. Usually, I've been getting there between three thirty and three forty-five in the morning, Why? and there's usually about because I work out. If I'm because. Do you stay up okay, and so, do that, or do you no, get bed. up early? I and go to bed. I, 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 I go to bed about 9, 8.30, oh, 9 o'clock okay. every night. I usually, when I work, like, in the summer, I work construction. Uh, so I'm an inspector. So I, when, in the summer, when I have to work, I'm usually up by 5, because I have to leave my house by 5.30. Okay. Um, So really waking up at 3.15 isn't that big of a deal, and... I don't, it's not like, I'm not like one of those like paranoid where like I'm afraid of crowds. I have zero patience for people, especially at Planet Fitness Gym. where yeah. it's different at LA Fitness. I could go to LA Fitness after work because everybody knows what they're doing and 
But you go to Planet Fitness, and I've seen people on a machine doing, doing something that that's not what yeah. the machine's meant for. Yeah. And I'm waiting the mach- for the machine to do exactly what the machine's meant right. for. So, like, I feel that I go at three. You know, I get there between three thirty and three forty-five. There's four people there. Right. I can bust in by the time I'm finishing up is when it's starting to get busy. Right. So then at that point, for me, it's just I'm doing a cool down cardio. And I actually had some old guy come up to me, and he's like, "This is the bike I usually sit at yesterday." And I was just like, "There was no other bikes. I I was on. I was the only person on a bike." He's just like, "This is where I usually." Sit. And he sits right at the one next to me, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Dude? Like, get away from me!" <laughs> what, what, yeah, that that what happened. A, get away dick. from me. That so happened so to me the other day. That's such a dick. I yeah, I <laughs> am the opposite of Eric. I go later at night when no one's there. Like I try to go at like eight, nine, ten o'clock. That's what I do too. And I was there. Um, I was there. I don't know nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock ish in. Uh, I start every workout on a treadmill and, you know, Planet's got, what, 20, 30, 40 treadmills, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. So a lot, a lot. Yeah, a lot is a good description. And so there was maybe like four or five people on treadmills at the time. And I was off to the side of the back row. And all of a sudden, this couple, this younger couple, like both got on one. Uh, to the left of me. So, like, the dude was just to my left, the next one over, and then his girlfriend or sister, whatever, was to the left of him. And I'm just sitting there, like, looking around, like, there's, like, 25 other treadmills you guys could have picked that would not have been right next to somebody. And you chose one that was right next to me. Like, this is kind of creepy. It's a power this move. kind of weird. So, like, I, like, at first, <laughs> like, at first I thought I kind of might have, like, known the kid or something, but then I realized I didn't, and it was like, this is definitely creepy. Why did you decide to go, like, you could have went over a treadmill, and you still would have been fine. There was enough room for both of you. Yeah. Like, you could have went over three treadmills, and there still would have been enough treadmills for both of you. Like, why did you pick one right next to me? That's, like, extra creepy. I hate that. Like, I'll, I, especially because I'm really, I'm weird about my space like i don't like people being that close to me like i'm really weird about it and the other day i was at i was in elliptical and it was same thing because you know at night there's nobody on elliptical machines at all so i'm in the middle because they had on uh they had a pistons game on and then they had shark tank on because you always have shark tank on i always feels like every time i go there's shark tank yeah yeah and then they had a big bang theory so the best of three worlds right there you know going back and forth for whatever i wanted to watch as I'm working out, dude just goes right next to me, and I'm looking, I'm looking around. I'm like, and the entire time I'm like doing this. It was the first time. It's the first time it's ever happened to me. He kind of was like looking over. He's doing this like the, and I'm like, you know, peripheral vision. I see him. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell are you doing, dude? Maybe he thinks that your body temperature will help him sweat. I don't know. <laughs> It's a like, weird sexual thing, I guess. Sure. Well, I wasn't. I don't, I don't I, know. You took it to that. No, I, I, did, I did. I did. I. I took it. To I that was level. taking it to a scientific level. No, yeah. you made it sexual. No, I did. I fully admit that. I, I, Which that says was... a lot more about you than me. No, but it was just the way he was. Just, it was just made me uncomfortable. So while uh, while we actually have your attention for a minute, I know you're trying to work on stuff, but well, I'm just no. I'm, I, I, I know. I, I got to get your I game know. ready. Yeah. I know, but um, I have seen over the last couple days a lot of baseball prospect lists come out and a lot of people having opinions about them. Do you, being the Tigers aficionado you are and the co-host of Tigers SRD, one of the top-rated shows on SRD, do you get bent over Tigers prospects lists? No, because uh, we had Jason Woodall on from Prospects Live on uh, 
on, on, the, on the show earlier this week. And the thing is, is that every baseball prospects and baseball America's list are very different, and even how they evaluate talent. I don't get that out of bent out of shape out of it because they know their stuff, and I tend to believe that the Tigers have not, historically speaking, the last 25, even let's go back even 30 years, <clears throat> when yeah, when they're on Facebook, when they're on um, they're on Facebook. <laughs> When they're on these prospect lists, I look at it's to me it does not big of a huff, puffy because there's no like there's nine Tampa for example Baseball America has nine Devil Rays on it nine nine and then the Padres I think they have Padres have nine on there too that's impressive. However, if you look at sometimes those Baseball America prospect lists of them of which I mean get out to the major leagues. It's very small percentage. Is Stephen Moya still on the prospects <laughs> list? Check in yeah, number eighty-four for the tenth year in a row. Oh, let's check on Sky Sizemore. Hey, but like, it's just um, I don't get that huffy a puffy about it. Um, nor does Chris. It, Chris, Chris has the best relaxed approach about it, which is your prospects is just as worth as what you what you think they are. Like for the most part, yeah. I mean, right now, for example, the whole Nick Cassianos thing right now. The, the drama is that Al Vila wants two top 50 prospects for Nick Cassianos. He's not worth two top 50 prospects because teams right now are evaluating, instead of like signing free agents, they're just trading to get what they want. And quite frankly, they don't think Nick Cassianos is worth those kind of like high-end prospects. And I don't, I don't really get too into like – Semantics about like or no, I know I think it was baseball. Base, no, was it one of them had no? The baseball America had Manning and Mize, whereas the other one had only Mize. Right. So when Jason was talking about how come Paredes didn't get any love, Isaac Paredes is the best hitter the Tigers have right now in their system, and it's not even close. He was nineteen. Yes. Tearing up Toledo or um, Erie. Right. So. I don't know. I, I don't get too. I don't get too hot up in it. So, what do you? Because yes, uh, that, that's. Uh, we'll just kind of transition to that. So yes, yeah, so Al, Al Avila came out this week and spoke, and he was pretty candid, to be quite honest. And he. I, that's what I like about him, though. By the way, I do like how candid he can be. Yes, but sometimes it's not the best way to go. Which, which was the Nicholas Castellanos thing, because yeah. he said that. There is next to no interest in Cassianos, which, yes, it, it, it's good to be honest. But at that point, I don't know if I would really come out and say it quite like that. But you said that Avila is looking to get two f- top 50 prospects. And you said, you know, you, you sound like you're saying there's no way he's going to get that. What do you think he's worth then? I think he's worth maybe one top pros- top fifty prospect and a couple of like flyers. Yeah, to, like you know, scratch off liar tickets, if you will. Right. Or a player that's on the roster who's ready to go, who is just as serviceable. Here's what I would do: I would trade for somebody who <clears throat> could provide a better defensive upgrade that's that can play in the major leagues now, get a top fifty prospect, and then take a flyer. Like take a position player who's stuck and they don't and they're they're stuck behind let's say somebody like a team that, that may have multiple people at that one position, or somebody like in their late twenties or thirties that or like in their early thirties that 
is looking for a regular opportunity. So what, like a Clint Frazier? Yeah, like that, that, yeah I think Clint Frazier, is, that's a good example. Um, I think somebody that they can give some at-bats who, who needs a lot more at-bats, you know, like it's... Even like when the t- when they're training, or like I'm trying to think of a team like the Braves, for example. The Braves have a lot of pitching depth right now, a lot of guys in the minor league system. But I'm sure they have some position guys right now that they don't have any room for. Right. But, so. But yeah, because uh, Avila also came out this week and said that they will likely not be ready to spend any money until uh, 2021, which obviously is still quite a few, you know, two three years away. Um, which again, that in that instance, okay, I kind of appreciate your honesty a little bit. Most fans know that this team won't really spend money for a while, but well, you already got the people like, oh, Kershaw's a free agent that year. It's like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, I mean, here's another thing too that pisses me off about the fans. They're not going to spend money. I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money going and see this team. Then yeah, no. like you said, like, well, it's four hundred dollars for a family to go to the bump. No, it's not. No, it's not. You, not, get, no tickets, one... you get tickets for. You get good tickets for twenty five dollars yeah. a ticket. Right there's a hundred bucks. Call it a hundred and fifteen with the service fees. So, <clears throat> you know, even if you get a hot dog and a pop, like like we talked about in the group chat, you know, a hot dog and a pop. You know, it's you know they're ten bucks a person max. There's forty bucks, and and but like we always do, and, and I'm I know you guys are the same. Like I never eat at Comerica. I never eat at Little Caesars. I never eat no. at Ford Field. No. I never eat at the Big House. Well, I tried this year. They ran out of food. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, no, we we eat before. You know, not 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 even really at home. Like, you know, just go out somewhere. Yeah, like a tradition There's I so many to... places downtown. Yeah, we always sure. we always park That's and greet. That's the move. Especially, okay. especially for Tigers games. It's, you know, it's always it's hot, but, you know, it's nice out. We always park in Greek Town. And there's... Forty places to stop between Greektown and Comerica. Yeah, you know whether we just take a couple blocks over, go to Sweetwater, we stop at Five Guys. We, you know, uh, whatever the name of the pizza place is there, or Pizza Papa's. Yeah, or uh, all, you know, Wild Wings is there. That you know they got they're fucking right. everything downtown. Right. Or I'll go to Bucharest Grill. That's my tradition. Bucharest. Oh my god, yeah. Bucharest. It's so I cheap. I had it in so long. It's so good. Eric, and also, it's so cheap, too, to get what you want. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's, it's so quick. They're in and out. And They had the one at uh, Paquette and John R. So when I was working on M1, oh. I went to Bucharest like twice a week. It yeah, the was one so I'm, good, dude. Oh, it's so good. But get back Hopco, to it. I mean, we went to Hopcat a lot, too, but that's because we were, yeah. um, you know, just uh, belligerents, and we'd get fucked up after work all the time. But um, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. This offseason doesn't make a lot of sense too because I look at the Asia Pollock signing yesterday by the Dodgers, four years at seventy million, eighty million. <laughs> like it's like, what? <coughs> and for Cassianos right now, the market is th- these players are not going to get what they want. He doesn't have a position either. Yeah, Castillo. That's the issue with Cassianos. Yeah, and he can't go to the NL because if he goes to the NL, he's going to be one of the worst def- uh, defenders out there, whether right. it's outfield or third base. Like yeah. he doesn't have a position. So you're so you're you're limited on who you can trade him to, and it's got to be a team looking for a DH that's well, going to compete. That, I'm wondering know. if they're going to try him out at first base to see if they can get more value for that. <sighs> it's possible. Worth a shot at this point. But it's I mean, at the end of the day, everybody is like they have to trade him. Blah blah. blah. He wants to be. I'm like he can he can say all day he wants to be traded before the season starts, before spring training starts. That doesn't mean they have to. They could absolutely. I I honestly think they're going to wait until the deadline because it, you know. Helps the Tigers. They're going to get more for him at the deadline than they will now. 
Right now, somebody's going to trade for him with the hope he can possibly the hope he can play first, right. or the hope he can play he can be a solid third baseman, or at right field, or you got to trade him to somebody who is looking at hey we can contend, and they need a DH. Which how many teams right now in the in the American League that are ready to contend say we need a DH that's going to come in and hit two seventy five with twenty dingers and eighty RBI? You was a good underrated signing by the way on the offseason Seattle signing um, Edwin Encarnacion. I always liked him. Yeah, good signing by the him. <coughs> well, this was a good signing. The Twins signed Nelson Cruz because there's a team in the Twins division that he just murders. Yeah. Spoiler, it's the Tigers. <laughs> God, so, <laughs> that, that series was so upsetting. Let me get started on that. It was so goddamn upsetting. And then they signed Prince Fielder after that, and then that was also upsetting. I remember I was in D.C. when that happened, and my sister... Uh, Text me, and I'm like, what? Why? I was in class perusing Facebook, and I saw it. I was somewhat excited about it at first, and I'm like, wait, no, this, no, no, no. I was no. telling all my friends the Tigers were going to do it, and they didn't believe me that it happened. And I was like one of the super, like, ha-ha to my friends. But the long-term joke was on me. I just remember, I remember walking back into my dorm, and my roommate just, like, because we were both, you know, big sports fans, and he turned and looked at me, he's just like, Dude, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't even, I can't even explain. Why were you upset about it at the time, though? Like, at the no, I mean, we weren't, upset, the we weren't upset about it. It was like, a, it was like we were so, we were, I, we didn't expect it to happen. And then it happened. The fat yeah. panda, then the fat panda happened in the, in the World Series. Oh, God. Uh, it happened. I almost called it the Super Bowl. It happened. Jesus. That, uh, but you know, and, and it's funny because a lot of people, I feel like you're starting to kind of get up with the, oh, they they could always trade Cabrera hype again. And it's like, no, you know what? I understand they traded. Pr- take him. No, and I understand they, they traded Prince Fielder and that was an unbelievable trade. They got to almost be done paying that now, right? Yeah, it's last year. <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, to, to trade Miguel Cabrera is going to be very difficult, if not impossible. I mean, they somehow got rid of Verlander. They didn't eat any of Verlander's money, did they? I don't think so. I don't believe they did. Yeah, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. The contract they hit, they're they're still oh a year. No wait, I'm sorry. The Prince Fielder one is off the books. It's they owe for uh, they owe for Verlander. I didn't know they paid up for Verlander. Yeah. I mean, they could pay up for Cabrera. It's possible. I doubt they would. Right. Just because I mean attendance. You get rid of Cabrera. Cabrera is the reason why people still go. Let's be honest. If they, if they, okay, if they somehow got rid of Cabrera and Nick Castellanos before the season started, it would be 2003, essentially. That's oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. People are saying that right now if they got rid of Nick. I'm like, no, they have enough pitching to get him, like, Boyd and what have you. But the anemic offense would catch up to him eventually. Their, their offense is totally anemic right now. They got Candelario. Um, according to Spot Track, this year they'll pay Verlander eight million, Prince Fielder six million. Okay, so there's another. Okay. And then uh, Fielder is owed six million again next year. Damn. But Verlander comes off the books. I remember everybody freaked out because when Verlander, Verlander when uh, Fielder retired, or whatever you call it, because it wasn't technically a retirement. Everybody's like, "Oh, we don't know." And it's like, "No, they still owe him." They still because the way the way it was like a medical thing, so 
It was a neck. It was, neck. It was, a, yeah, it was his neck. His, yeah. It was his neck yeah. surgery. Didn't he play the, like the exact same amount of games as his dad or whatever, something like that? Or the exact <laughs> same amount of home runs or something? Yeah, some, yeah. yeah something ridiculous like that. It's crazy. Okay, so short story, and then we'll just end on uh, a topic that I, I saw this week on uh, the Dan Lombard show. Uh, so the Pro Bowls this week. And which most of you probably don't know and don't care, and that's fine. But an uh, article on, on Yahoo yesterday, uh, Brandon Spikes, who used to be a linebacker for the New England Patriots, and then he went to Buffalo for a few years, and now he's, he's done playing. Um, he was telling a story about his time with the Patriots, and he was upset one year that he didn't make the Pro Bowl, and he was actually like very upset. Uh, he told Sports Illustrated, I'd been playing off the charts, and I didn't get picked to go to the Pro Bowl. I was moping around, actually, in tears. And if you guys were trying to lift me up, like, it's going to be all right, man. We've got to worry about what's in front of us. And then he said one Tom Brady walked up to him. Oh, he calls him the Pharaoh. Right. So he says, then the Pharaoh himself walked up to me. I used to call Brady the Pharaoh, and he hated that. Uh, Spikes told Sports Illustrated, Brady walked up to me and says, Hey, B, you think I play for this shit to go to Pro Bowls? Get it together. Get your head up. We're trying to win rings. That's what it is here. That's like one of the most boss things you could ever do in sports. And that's what makes Tom Brady. That line right there. You think I play this shit to go to Pro Bowl? (laughs) Like, that's awesome. There, Raj? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. They're like staring in space. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just. I, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm just. I need to get a coffee or some, sometime soon. Tom Brady, okay, can I, can I ask you guys this question? Yes. Why. <coughs> what, what side of the camp are you guys. I think you guys are on the this side, I think the right side of the camp. With Tom Brady and the whole Michigan thing. I hate it. Okay. Good. I. There's two types of fans out there with Tom Brady. Or three. There's New England faithful who whatever going through and through. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. I still, I mean, I think he's the greatest of all time. But I hate right. the whole Michigan thing. Well, Michigan claims him because, like, yeah, that's I was gonna say. Everybody hate, hated him when he, you know, it's it's which is natural. Everybody at Michigan hates their starting quarterback. <clears throat> you know, my dad had season tickets for a long time, so he was there for those Brady seasons. And even now, he'll tell me, he'd be like, yeah. You know, when Brady was in, it was, fuck this guy, put Drew Henson in. Yep. When Drew Henson was in, it was, this guy sucks too, might as well go back to Brady. Because like, they weren't flashy. Yeah. He wasn't flashy in college. He wasn't dropping, you know, like Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins throwing fucking 90 touchdowns. He, he, and, but that was the type of football Michigan played with Lloyd Carr. It was run the ball, and it's what Harbaugh attempts to do but fails at run, run the ball to run, set the run the ball it's a set up the pass play or set up the play action you know if you hit it five six seven eight yard pass perfect we might take a couple shots because if if on first down we can run it for four yards and then second down pass it for six and then and then lather right. rinse repeat that's what the offense was <clears throat> so but it wasn't flashy and that's why people didn't like it but like now because Tom Brady's good in the pros. They claim him and act like we loved him. Yeah, that's... The whole time we loved him. Yeah, that's the, that's the second type of fan. The third type of fan is the one who has unbridled hatred for him, no matter what he does. He could save a dog or a burning building, <laughs> and they'll say, Tom Brady cheated his way into that building. <laughs> Tom like Brady stole that dog. Yeah, yeah Tom Brady, <laughs> that dog was stolen, 
and he was using it for dog fights. I I I just don't understand, <clears throat> Jeremy. Especially for you, it's almost like he, he, he damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I because some of them would, people would look at that comment <coughs> what he said to him. So, <coughs> That's a dick move. That's uh, he no. should be encouraging his team like that. He should be. No, that's, well, that's yeah. a boss move because that's yeah. that's what it's about. It's about winning championships. Right. I mean, it's not about going to the Pro Bowl and, and going to the Pro Bowl or the All Star Game, what you know, whatever sport they play. in. I mean, yeah, obviously it's a nice accomplishment and, and it you know it adds to your to your resume as a player. But you know, from a team standpoint, which Tom Brady is definitely a team guy. No, we're here to win. We're here to win rings. Like we're not here to go to the Pro Bowl. You know, you shouldn't want to go to the Pro Bowl because you're playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so, uh, no. And, I mean, when it comes to the Michigan thing, I, you know, yes, obviously, you know, he, he's he's a Michigan guy. You know, he's a Michigan alum. He, he went to Michigan. He played for Michigan. But I don't, when I think of Tom Brady, I definitely don't think about that. I mean, that's, that's kind of farther down on the list of, of things I think about when it comes to Tom Brady. It's kind of like a footnote, you know. Oh, by the way, he went to Michigan, you know. But and, and when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the times and it comes to the fans, I mean, I definitely get why fans would have rather have had Drew Henson. <laughs> Drew Henson, you know, grew up in Brighton, you know, went to Brighton High School. You know, he's from the area, a local guy. You know, Tom came from, you know, like San Diego or yeah. somewhere in Southern Cal. But, um, but yeah, so, no, I, I get why during his time at Michigan he might not have been the most loved. Right. You know, just because Drew Henson's a local guy and, you know, Drew Henson was a you know top prospect and supposed to be, you know, the next great thing. And unfortunately, he chose baseball. But um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't yeah, resent I mean, like, him. Brady Brady in 98 threw for twenty four hundred yards, 14 uh, touchdowns and 10 interceptions. In <clears throat> 99, 2200 yards, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. He wasn't flashy. Yeah. But, you know, I think Henson, pull up Henson's stats. I think Henson, uh, Henson's a scout himself, for the Yankees, I think. Is he? I thought he was trying to get into, like, broadcasting. <clears throat> I mean, from, what, from everything I read and heard, people were just getting pissed off at Lloyd because he wouldn't just fucking pick one. Yeah. Like, he would just go back and forth and... It sounded like whenever oh, yeah, that was, yeah, whenever that, Drew yeah. Henson started, the team would be down at halftime. They'd throw on time and come back and win the game. Yeah, you know, I think that happened at Michigan State. I think that happened in the Pro Bowl, or not the Pro Bowl, the Bowl game. Happened a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think people were just kind of like, Lloyd, just pick one, man. Just Yeah, because Henson played seven games in 98. He only threw for 233 yards, three touchdowns and interception. 99, he played nine games, threw for 546. Yeah, three so. touchdowns, two picks, and then his junior year, Tom was gone. He only played in eight games, but he threw for eighteen hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, and four interceptions. Yeah, so I mean, obviously the the TV interception ratio is very good, but the yards, yeah, I mean, God, if your quarterback throws for eighteen hundred yards, that's not good. I mean, even even Denard and Devin Gardner <laughs> threw for for more yards than that, and they couldn't throw the football worth a. Yeah, where the damn freaking Denard couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if he was standing next to it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, Shea last year threw for twenty six hundred yards. So, I mean, granted that's in thirteen games, but still, I mean, Henson split a little time his junior year with Navarre too. 
Remember, yeah. Remember when Navarre had like every Michigan football passing record? Yeah. And then and Chad Henney Henney had like it. every passing <laughs> record ever. Because those guys played for three, four years. I mean, that does, you know, and obviously Michigan, you know, has been in a tumultuous state uh, pretty much ever since Chad <clears> Henry <throat> left. But, I mean, they just don't have guys that play three, four years anymore. You know, I mean, Wilton Spate played, what, a year and a half? You know, Devin Gardner played a couple of years. Denard played what seemed like forever. You know, how long but... has he actually played? Three years? Who? Denard was a starter for three years. He split time his freshman year with Tate. Yeah. And then his sophomore, junior. I forgot about year. Tate, man. I, uh, dude, Tate Forsey was the man for, for a minute. Yeah. For like, Notre Dame? Yeah. For like five games, Tate Forsey was a Heisman candidate. I loved, for the first I, five games. Yeah. Whatever. I I loved I loved Tate Forsey. I, that was, I got sucked into that one. I'll fully admit that. I thought he was going to just be the savior. I thought he was going to come in here, and he, he rattled off those first few wins yeah. with, like, Notre Dame and Western, and he looked so good. He was juking people out of, their, out of their cleats, and I was like, oh, my God, we're back. This guy, like, Richrod got it. After Stephen Threet and whatever the other douchebag name Nick was. Sheridan. Yeah, Nick yeah. Sheridan. They were a bust, and then Tate Forsey comes on campus. I was like, this is it. This is our guy. And then he was just. Bruno, yeah. Big Ten yeah. season rolled around. <clears throat> Chad Henney has the passing yards record, career, and completions, and touchdown passes. Navarre has the record for a single season. Devin Gardner has it for a single game. <clears throat> Tom Brady holds the record for most completions in a game. That was the Orange Bowl in Al- against Alabama. And then uh, Mike Hart. Tim Yakabatuka got a bunch of the rushing records. Yakabatuka. Braylon, yeah. Braylon and Marquise Walker got pretty much all the passing or the receiving records. Yeah, Braylon was the truth. Yeah. Yes. Braylon. I still, I, I'm still a little miffed that he didn't really work out in the NFL. I think it was the team he played for. I think. Well, he, yeah, he, he got drafted by the Browns. But, yeah. Well, but, Gallon has him in single season yards. Then again, I'm mostly. Didn't, I'm surprised they didn't pick up with in the Jets. 15 years. Nobody's gonna know who Jeremy Gallon is. I think, people, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people now don't even know. Who Jeremy right. Yeah, it took me a second to realize who you're talking about. Honestly, right? But yeah, no, yeah. nobody's really gonna remember that. Yeah, Braylon's got the career record over Anthony Carter. Another and great then, player. And then uh, Gallon. Gallon's third on the list. Toomer's fourth. David Terrell's fifth. Man, that list of career receiving yards is. Uh, Top top ten: Edward Braylon Edwards, Anthony Carter, David Terrell is really good. Man. <clears throat> Jeremy Gallon, Amani Toomer, David Terrell, Mario Manningham, Roy Roundtree, Ty Streets, Marquise Walker, and Jason Avant. What happened to Roy Roundtree in the pros? He's a not very good. He's a uh, high school coach. He's a no. He's a assistant. Yeah, he's, he's a receivers coach. Yeah, he's what the he's what the team. He's back with the team, Roger. The team. The team. Okay, so even Michigan's rushing records list like. Like, I mean, I feel like it's it's def- it doesn't have the same NFL prowess as the receiving does because no. it's like Mike Hart, Mike Hart, Chris Anthony, Perry. Anthony, well, for rushing yards, and a it's, bunch of it's, older guys. For rushing yards, it's Mike Hart, Denard Robinson, Anthony Thomas, Jamie Morris, Tyrone Wheatley, Butch Wolfolk, Chris Perry, Rob Little, Billy Taylor, Gordon Bell. So I mean, really, yeah, never heard of half those guys. 
I mean, oh, the rushing the rushing touchdown records are just guys from like the early 1900s. Like one guy's got 72. He played in 01, 02, 03, and 04. 1901. <laughs> Not 2001. So, I mean, most of that list is like, you know, there's another guy, 1898, like when they were like playing throwing Oakland Community passes. College. And right. <clears throat> when they were throwing, like, State and throwing four passes a game. <laughs> and they were all backwards. <laughs> Forward progression. Right. Okay, so to end of the show, uh, I heard a, a topic on the Dan Levitard show this week, which I, I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, they were listing off the top ten greatest movie casts of all time. And I think this is where they got the list from. It's uh, the top tens.com. And I don't really want to go into every movie that's on here because there's a lot of names and it's just not really worth it. So, Oh, I mean, number four is the winner. What's number four? <clears throat> the Outsiders. Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, C. Thomas Howell, and Leif Garrett. Yeah. Like, come on. That's before they were all big. So, right. So that was uh, that was one of their uh, selections. So, so yeah. So we'll just do, like, the five, and then we'll kind of give our own. Uh, number five is The Dark Knight. Uh, you got Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckert, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and uh, Eric Roberts. Then you have The Outsiders at four. Pirates of the Caribbean is number three, which that seems very high. Yeah. Gi- uh, Giant Depp, Orlando Bloom, Karen Knightley, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is number two. Sean Astin, Sean Bean, Kate Blanchett, Orlando Bloomy, McKellen, Vigo Mortensen, Liv Tyler, Elijah Hill, and a few others. Uh, and then number one is The Departed with uh, Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, and Martin Sheen. Is there... I mean, we don't really have to sit here and go through like up and down the list and... and argue about each one on the list. You know, we can more just kind of give our additions to the list. But right off top of the bat, do you guys have any dazed and confused? That's a good one. That's a really good one. Same thing. It was before everybody got huge. You know what, though? Here's... Okay, I love The Outsiders. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite movies of all time. But the reason why that list kind of has to go down a little bit... Never saw. You never seen The Outsiders? No. Okay, well... It's a great movie. It is a great movie. But... Here's why stick here's old, stick old funny here's movie. why the outsiders should not be in the top five. Let's just give it a minute. I'm not sure why you sounded surprised when I said I've never seen the movie. I'm not. Yeah, it's, it wasn't, movie. yeah. <laughs> it's in the like Livonia High School, like curriculum. Pretty sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Leif Garrett. Before he became a movie career. He was a teeny bobby singer. There's a reason why he was listed last on that list, though. <laughs> That's true. That we do. But it loses credibility when you hear this song. Because, oh, yeah. you know why? You know why? Because Leif was... Damn right he was. Can you imagine being the bassist for this band? Like, wait, I gotta sing for this guy? The Godfather. That's that's another one that cast. Yeah, or um, Pulp Fiction should be on there. Pulp Fiction is farther down the list. It is at number ten. <coughs> Over. Th- I'll get the fuck out of here. I was gonna say Pulp Fiction actually. 
John Travolta, Samuel L., Uma Thurman, Tim Roth, Amanda Plummer, Eric Stoltz, Bruce Willis, Vin Rames. So Dave Rodan, who's uh, over under fairs, the show that I'm recording next, just to give a little context, they put The Outsiders as number three as top ten greatest cast of all time. Pulp Fiction is number ten. Platoon? Boo! See, Dave Boo's boo. Platoon? What's Platoon on there? Platoon, it's not on there, but I'm saying like that's an Platoon's ad. A good, yeah, that's a good Charlie one. Sheen, Tom Berenger. I thought that I couldn't remember if it was Platoon or if it was another movie, so I had to look it up. Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, William Defoe, Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, uh, Johnny Depp. The bridge gone too Oliver far. Stone. The bridge too far should be even higher. <clears throat> One I like on the list is the Oceans franchise. Yes. With Brad Pitt, uh, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia. Matt Damon. I mean, another one on the list that I think is, is an interesting discussion because some of their main characters aren't necessarily thought of as movie stars, but are stars in their own right is the Expendables. I mean, you look up and down the Expendables cast list, you got Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, uh, Terry Crews, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, but then you throw in Stone Cold Steve Austin, Terry Crews, Randy Couture. Some... No, that's a, that's, a, that's a big list. The, it's, it's, I'm, so, I'm, kinda, I'm actually kind of shocked Godfather's not on there. But look how many names. Like, I'm looking at the list. Eric, or uh, Jeremy, when you see the list, like just the, how it state, like looks on there, it's just right. packed. Godfather's farther down. Uh, they kind of give you like a second list, the contenders, and Godfather is 14. Have you guys ever seen uh, Mars Attack? No. I've seen parts of it on TV. It looked kind of stupid. Yeah, Brando, Pacino, Khan, Robert Duvall, Keaton. How was it? Should be higher up. But wait, wait. Boondock Saints on this list? Get the fuck out of here, number 18. Get out of here. Saving Private Ryan's not a bad addition to that list either. Oh, no. no okay, that makes a lot. I, yeah. I like that. I like that movie. The Longest Day, that's a good one, too. But it's over under <clears throat> um, Boondock Saints 2. What the hell's wrong with people? This list man? I just found on uh, IMDb has uh, Pulp Fiction as number one. Oh, just kidding. It's reverse order. It says one Pulp Fiction, but then it says 20. It's it's formatted weird. Apocalypse Now. I forgot about that one. I think it's the top of too. I think the top of this list is kind of whack. I mean, Lord the Lord of the Rings. Look, I get they have a lot of name actors, but Sean Astin <laughs> is your number one. The dude from Rudy is your number one. Sorry, Boogie Nights is 28. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I mean, there's a lot of good people in that. I mean, Jesus, look at it. I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg, Burt Reynolds, Julianne Moore, John C. Riley, Don Cheadle, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Heather Graham, William H. Macy. That's a good cast. Yeah, it's, damn good cast. One of the ones on here is Hook. It's Robin Williams, Julia Roberts, Gwen Paltrow. God, I forgot. Phil Collins is in that movie, What's I guess. Hook? Hook, I forgot Julia Roberts was in Hook. Yeah, she was the uh, pixie. Yeah, and there's cameos from uh, Carrie Fisher and George so Lucas. I haven't seen the movies as a kid. What would you say? There's cameos from uh, Carrie Fisher and George Lucas. And that uh, in that in Hook, apparently I haven't oh. seen that movie in really, really Anchor, long. Anchorman's on this list, thirty seventh. <laughs> so, of what of the three movies you have seen, Jeremy? Where would your three movies be ranked at? What I said of the three movies you have seen, what would you put your favorite movie on here? Uh, favorite or best cast? Your best cast, because um, Jeremy's only have three movies in his entire collection, right? I mean, best cast, I'd probably go with the Oceans movies. 
I might be slightly biased because <clears> I, I, I find that a very good movie. Um, well, you know what's a movie with a star-studded cast that the movie's total ass? No Holds Bar? Is, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Grown Ups 2. Yeah. It's got Adam Sandler, Kevin James, David Spade, Chris Rock, Nick Swartzen, uh, Shaq, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. All the usual people in every Adam every Sandler yeah movie. horrible Adam yeah. Sandler movie exactly. It's not even horrible. It's every Adam Sandler movie. They get the same damn people. The same people, right? <clears throat> Maybe that's the problem. I'd probably put the Avengers up there too. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. Probably for me, Godfather, Apocalypse Now, and then probably The Departed would probably be top three. No, The Departed is a good one. Um, I think that's a fantastic movie too. I think Matt Damon, for being a Boston guy, kind of has a shitty Boston accent in the movie, but. Casino. It's kind of annoying. Casino's got a really good cast. That too. <coughs> Even like because like it brings out like characters like uh, Kevin or Kevin Spe- or uh, is it Spacey? Yeah, Kevin Spacey's in it. Not Ke- um, Kevin Spacey. Pa- no, Kevin Pollock. No, yeah. no, Kevin so Pollock. You're thinking of 21 with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock is in it. Yeah, that guy's good. Um, the uh, union boss. Uh, Literally anything with um, Scorsese. Now I gotta look it up. Another underrated one while he's like an app to me is Crash. That's a good that's a good call. I think Crash is really good. Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, Matt Dillon. <laughs> Dave looks away. I la- I laugh at Don every what? time I hear Don Cheadle. What's up? What? Oh, nothing, man. I'm not on your show. I'm sorry. <laughs> bad cast or bad movie? Uh, both. <laughs> no. Wow. We have sorry. we have some disagreements in the room. Oh, uh, that's okay. I think Dark Knight Rises has a better cast than Dark Knight, because you had Tom Hardy and I mean, that's a big name right there. You get rid of Heath Ledger, but um, who else is... Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that movie, too. That's who else yeah. I was thinking of. I, I, I don't know. I, those two for Ledger? Yeah. It's Basically Kevin, the same Kevin, cast Kevin, outside Kevin that. Jim Pollock, yeah. What was the other that's one That's interesting, though, because Heath Ledger played the Joker so well that, yeah. I mean... He I, did. I mean, The Dark Knight is definitely a better movie, like, oh, all the way. Dark Knight oh, Rises is actually probably one of the worst movies. Probably one of the most... Uh, I shouldn't say that. Probably That's why one it's of on more, TV all the time. Exactly. Probably one of the most overrated <clears throat> movies. I well, it's because The Dark Knight was so good. You know, that one Even got... The Dark Knight Rises. I love Dark Knight Rises when it came out, but, like, every time I've watched it since, like, it first, like, two times I watched... Worse, yeah. Because it's so drawn out. It's so long. You know, it's just, like, halfway through the movie you're like god just fight him already let's just get this over with it's just a weird like premise to like Bane just holding the city hostage just waiting for the perfect moment to like what kill everyone right and then somehow he traps every cop in the city like how is that possible every cop got sucked down into the sewer and he trapped them all like that just seems kind of also why did he not kill them all at the time either right or execution yeah, Very classic bad, bad guy. Like I'm going to keep the good guy alive. Yeah, good, so good plan. Can... Extremely poor execution. Right. right. Like, why would you dump the Batman into the pit? Pit? Why would you just not kill him? Since he left the room, I think Crash is one of the funniest movies ever. I know why some people might not find it so funny, but because of the stereotypes on the show, but uh, or on the movie, but I think it's one of the funniest movies ever. I would funniest movies ever. I wouldn't say, but. Every time somebody says Don Cheadle, I think of the It's Always Sunny episode when he's like, D sucking off Don Cheadle or something? <laughs> it just makes me fucking lose it. <clears throat> Pirates of the Caribbean is also too high on this list. I, okay, they so I, I, I hate Pirates of the Caribbean. I hate the fucking, oh, I hate the theme song. So oh, 
Even worse. Okay, so listen. I went to high school, at, and our mascot was the Pirates. <clears throat> In high school, we got drunk a lot and went to football games. You know how many times I heard the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean theme song at halftime? That sounds every, awesome. Every that time. sounds awesome. And you know what? Have, you know you know what makes it worse is the band sucks because it's a high school band. And we went to I went to a pretty big high school. High school, but bands like always not are that many. But obviously, there's not that many band people. So like, I heard a shitty rendition of the Pirates Caribbean every theme time. song every game while I was hammered drunk, <laughs> and. You know, like I said, one time I didn't because my friend was throwing up in a field. So <clears throat> we had to go outside because outside of the, the the gates by the parking lot because he was feeling sick and he was on all fours heaving. I remember when we played South Lion, I played for Stevenson, and they'd always play a Welcome to the Jungle because the South Lion Lions. And our coach, like, had this huge ramp before the game <clears> where he spazzed. <throat> I was like, I'm fucking sick of this song every time we fucking come here. And he headbutted some kid with his helmet on and, like, gashed his head open. It was, like, bleeding down the face as we, like, Jesus. walk out to take the field. And the athletic director, like, pulled him aside and was like, hey, jackass, like, you can't be headbutting kids and, like, bleeding everywhere. It was, it was actually hilarious. Did coach you Nichols, win? you crazy bastard. Did you guys win the game? We did. But it has nothing to do with That's that coach. That's all that matters. That coach was... Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jackass, farther down the list is jackass. How is that even on here? Why is it on there? Yeah, that... Because they're not even, like, actors. Like, right. they're just in jackass, like... Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And it's not even oh, like, hold on. Johnny, even, Johnny Knoxville's done a few, <laughs> a few. Yeah. A few shit movies. He did that one with The Rock was actually kind of decent. It was a remake, wasn't it? The Walking Tall? Yeah, that was Walking Tall, yeah. Wasn't yeah. it a remake? Yeah, a remake yeah. of a yeah. uh, movie from the 70s, yeah. <clears throat> that one was okay. Yeah. A solid movie. And I, you know what? I, I didn't Very predictable mind movie. Dukes of Hazard. It's not a great <laughs> movie. I'm not going to argue with anybody. But I'm sorry. It, after American Pie... Sean William Scott had, should have literally just done nothing. He, he is he is and will forever be known as Stifler. Right. He is Stifler. I know Goon was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. You didn't like Goon? I, I I guess I've seen it a couple of times. He wasn't that. <laughs> he wasn't that good in Goon. What made What made Goon was the guy who played the goalie. Roger heard that last night a couple of times. Jerry <laughs> sure, sure did. <laughs> okay, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Ben. <laughs> Probably why Ben had the ski mask idea because he had a fucking couple of ski masks in the in the car for Roger last night. I saw that flag a few times too. I I saw uh, the the American flag blacked out with a gun on it, and then I and then I literally in my head it just <laughs> a lot of Trump a lot of Trump signs out there, Roger. Uh, no, no, nothing like that. But a lot of kids staring Shocking. at me. Oh, well, of course. Where'd you go? Heartland. I don't know. Heartland? That's yeah. after the show. It's near Howell. It's all you really need to know. I'll explain off the air. <laughs> yeah. Just, if you know anything about the city of Howell, you will understand. Another one that's farther down the list is the Harry, one of the Harry Potters, which... See, I, I have an issue with that because they the first three they list are the three of them, and it's like, you know, and it's not to say that they're, they aren't good actors, but was They've that, pretty much only done Harry the Harry Potter movies. Is it really that hard to play the same <clears throat> actor for seven straight movies? No. No. I don't think so. So, but Roger, I mean, it does have like Alan Rickman and Gary Oldman in it. So, I mean, that does those are good actors. But R.I.P. Alan Rickman, by the way. Yeah. A random off 
off-topic question. Roger, what what's Heartland's mascot? The uh, Eagles. The Eagles? Oh, yeah, I, I keep thinking sense. of the Highlanders. Damn, that's Howell. Close enough. What are their colors? Um, Heartland is gold <laughs> and blue. Oh, like I that. figured it would have been like white and red, but... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Kind of waiting for like white. Do they wear whites last night? White unis. No, they were they they have a they do a um, tribute to the Michigan jersey. So they wear the winged helmets. Um, yeah, and they the eagle. Yeah. I remember one time. <laughs> I remember we went to nationals to cover UM Dearborn hockey, and they had a fucking do a five minute minor or five minute to start the game because they had, they didn't bring their white uniforms. They wore yellows. Oh. oh, that was so. I'm like sitting there. I'm like. Because <clears throat> I was up in one of the press boxes and Davenport was right next to me, and they were all laughing. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, why is?" And of course, they put the shittiest player in the box to start the game naturally. Um, and I'm like, "Man, why is the guy in the box?" And I hear him talking, so I like went over and asked him. I was like, "What? You know why that kid's in the box?" They're just like, "Oh, they forgot their whites because they were in their yellow uniforms. They were playing um, Central Oklahoma, who was wearing their golds, so they got penalized oh, right. for not wearing." the correct color uniform. I'm like, how do you... That? Like, Do they lose the game too, bro? Oh, they got their ass kicked. Yeah. They no. got fucking... You can't destroyed. bring the right uniform to the game. That's how you know it's over before it starts. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for a team that that wears three uniforms throughout the year, they got their blues, they got the yellows, they got the whites. Why would you not bring all three to Chicago with you? Right. You know, that... I mean, granted, they... Oh, Central Oklahoma... I mean, they were going to lose that game either way. Central Oklahoma won the, national, won the tournament that year. And, uh... <clears throat> it was like one of those ones where... They, like, hung around for a period, and then they got trounced the second period, so then they just started throwing cheap shots. Between the first and second period, one guy got tossed for yelling at the ref. And then another guy got tossed in the middle of the second period because he was clearing the puck on a power play or on a penalty kill in the zone, and he flung it directly into Central Oklahoma's bench. So they gave him, they, they tossed him, they gave him a game misconduct for that and said it was intentional. Because he came up and sat in the press box with me for the third period. I was just like, the fuck do you do, dude? Like, and he was like, they should have cleared the puck into the into their own bench. And I'm like, oh. Nice. I'm like, well, he's just, he's just like, it was just clear. And I'm like, well, was it intentional? He claimed it was not. Oh, yeah. He also wasn't very good. Still on the team, though. I was looking at their roster. Because they're like, they're ranked second. I don't know if you've yeah. paid any attention. I looked at their roster and like, Still a couple guys from when we covered them. Yeah. 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 Thankfully, it wasn't that long ago. But I feel like it was. What did I. I don't know who I was talking to about it. And I was. And it hit me and I, that it was like three or four years ago. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I think it was when I started. It was like four years ago. Right. Right. first season. Well, it was basketball doing very well, too. Yeah. That's that, nation. Our first, remember, our first season covering them, they didn't win a game. Right. Long way. They've been. <clears throat> Fired and I coach. still love that for all their tweets and Instagram posts, they still use players who don't play for obvious reasons. Not that they don't play for obvious reasons, but uh, they use certain players, and it's pretty pretty fucking obvious why they use pretty much the same chick for most of them. Yeah. Oh. And she never yeah. plays. But that's okay. She that's, was a starter. That's not what matters on Instagram. She was, a, <laughs> she was a starter when we were there, and then they just recruited so well now that she rides the bench. Right. So like she was like the leading scorer, right? Sweeney's first year, and she would be like two for fifteen from the field. Yeah. God, I remember they played. They played <clears throat> Albion at Chrysler, which was an absolute fucking disaster. 
Then they they played Oakland University at Oakland University, and I remember I had to delete I had to delete the tweet because the EIC at the time said it was inappropriate. My very first tweet is Oakland has won the opening tip, and this game is officially over. <laughs> he made me delete it. Wow, hey, dude! They, all right, this is a team that had not won a game that right. season, and they were playing a D one team. Right, UM Dearborn, a team who had not won a game that year, or like. Ever. They, they only won, I think, two. I think they only <laughs> won two or they won two or three games a year before when they had Jalissa. Right. And basically, she was there. They were like scoring like 30 as a team, and she was averaging like 22 a game. Like, that's what it was. Right. So, like, they'd only won three games a year before. She graduated this next year. Like, we're midway through the season. They're winless. Like, haven't even like been within like 20 points of another team, and they scheduled a D1 team. It was an exhibition, but it was fucking. It, dude, it was. It, it was. It was bad. Right. I mean, like, I think they only scored like twenty points that game. I could yes. probably look up the final score. It was. I. I remember getting in trouble for that tweet. <laughs> All right. Well, while you look that up, we gotta wrap it up. as over under fairs coming up next. Uh, so we'll be back next week, same time. <clears throat> and uh, don't forget to go to sportsradiodetroit.com. <coughs> Check out all of our great shows, written content. You can go to Podbean, iTunes Podcast app, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you find your podcast and search your favorite show. And don't forget to check out Jeremy's part four of If I Was the Railway's GM. Well done, Jeremy, by the way. Read Thank that you. Last night, before the bed. And then uh, don't forget, later on today, 4 o'clock, Stevenson takes on Country Day. And then pretty much right after, at 7.30, Salem takes on Northville. So we'll have both those games covered for you guys. And then if you or anybody you know owns a small business, don't forget, Sports Radio Detroit will partner up with you. We're very flexible. We're with any size budget, any size company. So some great advertising uh some great advertising opportunities for you with the site. Sites grows pretty much every month, every year, and with all of our shows and all the teams broadcast. A lot of opportunities, and like I said, we're very flexible. We'll work with you. We'll build a package around your uh, your needs. So just email sportsradiodet at gmail.com and talk with Roger and Ben about that. They'll hook you up, and we'll see you next time.